0: This is Marsha. I'll start off with saying thank you for listening to M Thinking one day at a time. So what this This podcast is about is you and the people around you basically. And um, because I'm a very perceptive and overly sensitive person at times, um, I tend to look around me a lot and I am inspired by the stories that I read and I also sometimes feel a little icky when I you know um, read or hear uh, stories that bring the human spirit down so I'm happy that you're here because today I am reading one of the articles I've written um, I think about two months back and it is um, based off of the story and this sudden rise of someone I met on LinkedIn. Her name is Rushika Pandey. I hope I'm pronouncing her name right. So um, this one, this article I wrote on a whim, um, and it's called "The Future with Rushika Pandey: Life versus Business." Um, she basically, one fine day, she she leapt off a cliff you know, of uh, standing at, 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 um, you know, at a cliff and she just leapt off the cliff and said, you know, this is what I want to do with my life and that really, really inspired me. So I'll start it off with the article that I wrote and I hope you enjoy it. younger I wanted to be a lot of things, a myriad of things, but a yogini wasn't one of them. The world was as open as the sea and all I had to do was set sail and seek out the stars in search of, you know, new land. And when I find it, it would be all mine to conquer and settle in. And then I would be happy for the rest of my life. For Rishiki Pandey, it, was, um, it has a bit of a millennial twist. As f- a five-year-old girl, now we're rewinding a little bit, uh, Rishika was a little dark-haired lass who wanted to be Sri Devi. Sri Devi was an Indian actress. Many considered her the first female Bollywood star who tucked into quite a few roles during her illustrious career. Amongst the awards she racked up uh, were the renowned National Film Award, Nandi Award, Tamil Nadu State Film Award, Film Fair Awards, Kerala State Film Awards, and three Film Fair Awards South. Throughout uh, the five decades, sw- uh, you know, uh, Sri Devi was swimming through the title of various roles in her career which began when she was a child. She remains stoically calm and shy and introverted. 3DV was found dead in a hotel room only two recently in fe- February 25- 2015. 2018. Her death sparked panic anyway, um, as it was at first um, shrouded in mystery and confusion. Now let's time hop. To Rishika, however, she grew up, have um, uh, you know, having varying ambitions, carried only by the wind of her growing personality and a roaring appetite for life. At fourteen, she wanted to be a pilot, which evolved into just being rich. In her twenties, we've all been there, haven't we? As with everything in life, she found herself changing again and again, and now she wants to. She wants something as simple yet elusive as happiness. So how did it go from a random rant to something that's viral on LinkedIn? The reason why I wanted to focus on and write about Ruchika was because of her unexpected viral post on LinkedIn, which I suspect was written during a very raw moment in her life. On the last day of work, she wrote a LinkedIn post about leaving her job to seek greener, better pastures, and her new journey on becoming a solo entrepreneur. The post went viral, for which only LinkedIn algorithms can explain, and it achieved, at last count, 160,000 likes, 9,000 comments, and 14 million views. If it proved nothing else, it demonstrated that despite the veil of anonymity and deception that social media sites accord us, most of the time, rawness, emotions, feelings, and humanity is very relatable. The more people can relate to you, the further you'll reach. Which proves one thing for sure. I was not alone on this journey. 14 million people around the world thought, or maybe, maybe this thought has crossed their mind at least once, and that moment was cathartic. This is a quote from Rashika Pandi herself. And cathartic, it was simply because it showed her that she wasn't alone in this journey. Why? Because despite how connected social media sites try to make us feel, feeling alone in a sea of people you don't know can be very, very real. It means you may be connected to like to be like a, uh, to 10 million people on social media, and yet you can feel very lonely in real life. This simple LinkedIn post launched Ruchika into popularity as she started receiving messages and calls from people all around the world and blessed their hearts with some offering her roles as a writer, consultant, trainer, teacher, motivator, and at one point, model. She's quite a looker. And, but let me bring you back to the first point. Ruchika started this off with a very IRL post on professional network LinkedIn. She has become an accidental social media sensation who people were tailing and stalking. In this day and age, this is probably not news. Justin Bieber's mother, after all, thought she was innocently sharing videos of her super adorable son on YouTube with family and friends before it all exploded into a major vicious fandom. Working in the chaotic 9 to 5 pool of Bengaluru corporate world, Ruchika thought this was what she was meant to do, that this was life, this nine-to-five life, you know, this was this was it, every day, even as she found herself ruminating about the trajectory of her life, wondering about the purpose of a day, she also questioned if there was anything beyond the meetings, conference calls, and presentations she was making. As we all know, that persistent, annoying inner voice inside of our, our Heads is not just loud, but quite unshutterable. I know it's not a word, but you know, it's not shut. You can't shut it up. And I quote Charles Darwin. You're not evolving. That's a part of his, um, one of his quotes. You can look it up. I have no idea where that came from. Well, despair starts with a D, but so does Determination. Based on my own experience as a mother, I can relate because I've been in a digital marketing and search engine optimization industry for the past 19 years. That's how old my son has turned just this April 1st, 2019. Everything keeps changing and you have to keep the ball rolling. You keep the ball in the air, move through the sea of information, sifting out solutions, sniffing out secrets, keeping notes of the tasks to check off your to-do list, and all this while trying to keep a rein on your real life. Although my life trajectory is quite different from Ruchika's, there was one thing that captured my attention, which is she wanted happiness and be a yogini. When I heard that, a gong or symbol, if you, if you will, you know went off in my head. Happiness is the kind of target with so many variables and subjectiveness that no one has the same one in this world. But there had to be a kind of trigger that set her off, dropping her resignation letter on her boss's desk one fine morning announcing her departure from the nine-to-five corporate world. Something had set it off, but what? I quote Rushika, I have a problem. Problem of keeping the reins of my life in someone else's hands. I wanted to control my destiny. End quote. For me, it was my survival instincts. But for the writer of uh, an article entitled Life's Too Short to Be Too Busy by Mimi Bishop, it was the earth-shattering deaths of her siblings. We all have different, different triggers. I've mentioned a few times in my personal blog about how my family has had to go through three funerals in a row, You know, one year after another. It was like having all doors shut in your face, almost all at the same time. Well, not all doors, but having many doors slamming in your face can cause deep reflection. We may need to look and behave normally on the outside, but on the inside, Questions lurk around dark corners and they pounce when you're not ready for them. What may eventually emerge from all that silent reflections is another question. What are you doing with your life? For many it's skydiving, traveling around the world solo, buying a new home, or becoming a vegetarian. For people like, like Rushika, it meant leaving her 9-to-5 job and doing herself a favor by doing what she loves and wants to do. Solopreneurship, she figures, will give her the, you know, the, the rain on her life that she needed. The world of it, entrepreneurship and your personal mission. As we all in the world of entrepreneurship, all that fluff, we all know that all that fluff and cushionness of being a solopreneur comes with a bed of tones. I quote Gary Newman You're welcome to stand in my place. You're welcome to feel what I feel. You're welcome to live in my life. But you're welcome to stay in my bed of thorns. End quote. In order to survive on a 20 bed, you have to jump all in with every single cell in your body together with all the admiration, new followers, encouraging comments, compliments that were also rejections, criticisms, skepticism, rejections, rejections, dejections, disappointments, rejections, blames, disagreements, disapprovals, and did I mention rejections? Instead of waking up to the chime of the clock, one would have to wake up driven by one's goals. Gone are the promotions, races, and golden watches, and in its place, uncertainty. This is a a part of a research done by Pew Research Center, and it says, among those who are employed, 62% could be considered networked workers. That means uh, people who use the internet for work. And out of all those people who use the internet or email, At their workplace, they're more efficient." The key, as Ruchika realized, was to learn how to take and embrace others' opinions without judging them, finding common ground and inching towards common goals without dissolving under the pressure of dissent and caustic environment. Ruchika has been saving up for more than 10 years to finally make the leap of faith. It's what she calls the dream quota. Starting work at the rival age of sixteen, yes, you heard me right, sixteen, one six, and without a break, she snapped up everything that came away, climbing the ropes and ladders and jumping through the flaming hoops of the corporate world. Although she did not anticipate a viral LinkedIn post to nudge her into popularity, the incident opened up more doors to her future than she thought possible. But if Ruchika and like-minded people were to achieve something out of their big leaps, they would have to always keep in mind their ultimate goals, never letting, up out, letting those goals out of their sight. After cutting loose the golden cuffs of big brand names that kept her alive, there could be a dimensional shift in perception. Now for Ruchika, her dream yoga studio and soul cafe is within her reach. After she plan after her planned trip through um, Rishikesh, India, uh, where she will learn yoga in a yoga ashram, she will write about her journey and on a personal level. I just can't wait for it. I can't wait for her to to, to see her come up with her yoga studio and her, you know, her cafe. What she'll serve there, and if. If I'm lucky enough, I'll make it there. You know, I just can't wait for yoga classes to, after being certified a, a yogini, for her to hold motivational talks, and to, for her to write about her journey about minimalist living. Peep, oh, oh yeah, okay. This is a quote from Rushika herself. People won't understand what you are doing. At the end but at the end of the day you gotta try all those endless opportunities waiting outside the corporate world. I will continue to write about my journey. I understand that li- my life can go either way now, but I won't have regrets of not trying and learning something new. Some people find security in a corporate world because of its predictability. Your cycle continues and there are very few disruptions to it. Of course, there are, as the usual, changes to the the world that will ultimately upend your work life. But when compared to life as an entrepreneur, it's less of a tectonic life shift. Because when I quit my job as a legal officer in one of the biggest banks in Malaysia, I jumped in the complete opposite direction. I did a hundred and eighty. I went from someone people hated. To someone people loved, you know, from being a, the dreaded grim rip, reaper of a legal officer and a, and a lawyer um, in, as a lawyer in, in a bank, you know, to being a singer on stage with that skimpy top. You know, it's a major change. Not too long ago, I was eyeball deep in life and work when I found myself staring at a picture of myself as a six-year-old little girl on a giant slide in my, on my way down, from the slide, I had a smile on my face that spelled the perfect universe. I found myself asking, where on earth did this little girl go? Where did that little me go? The answer was simple. That beaming little girl is right here. Right here. Right inside of me, waiting patiently for me to listen again. So how do you make working at home work? I'll be real about this. Solo entrepreneurship often get the short end of the stick when it comes to making good impressions. We tend to be looked at with the side eye, raised eyebrows, skepticism that I've grown accustomed to. Oh, you work alone, you poor little thing. But the truth of the matter is that solo business owners, the successful ones, often work with others by building alliances. We know full well that no one can climb the mountain alone. Hence, we build partnerships with others. It's another set of challenges by itself, but it works because solo entrepreneurship is a difficult thing and we don't have the leisure of having a full-time staff and are reliant on the savviness, reliability and acumen of our alliances. Many of our alliances are contractors, virtual assistants, freelance copywriters, website designers, marketing consultants, bookkeepers, technical support groups, the list is endless. So what is the drive behind solo entrepreneurs? If you've always wondered if you should hire the Lone Ranger entrepreneur because you doubt his or her capability or commitment to his or her work. I'm here to tell you that the passion and drive of a solo entrepreneur is 1000 times stronger, better, and more efficient than any employee you can find on this planet. We've made the leap without a safety net. We have everything to lose. This is our whole game now. And we're never going down without a fight or fair competition. We've also, we're also not afraid of rejection. Our you know, our skin has grown so thick, it's NASA approved. And we're also ready to work our asses off, of course. Because we have everything to lose. Did I just mention that? but is, and is this what Rushika is looking for when it comes to her life? Is this what happiness looks like? Maybe, 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 and maybe not, you know, but I'll let her answer that for herself. For self-employed professionals, one of the biggest complaints about you know their lives as an as an employee was that they disliked office politics. They felt imprisoned by all the games played in corporations. Solo entrepreneurs use their free will to make business decisions. Admittedly, soloing has its set of challenges, but despite it all, the rewards, sometimes we have to slow down to see in a better light is clouded by the stress and unsettling doubts that veil our days and nights. But if you think about it as a lifestyle, the job of a passionate soloist with the will of the devil, You will become what you love. I'm quoting remote.co. 86% of those surveyed say they prefer to work alone to hit maximum productivity. What's more, two-thirds of managers say employees who work remotely increase their overall productivity. End quote. People like Rishika are daring individuals who have seen and contemplated the volcanic depth, depths of impossibility, fear, uncertainty, and failure. And yet, we've made the leap. You know, entrepreneurs, in my personal opinion, should not be given the side eye. Instead, we should be given not not just the benefit of the doubt, but also respect that we deserve. Because just think about it. You know, before we made the leap. We've looked fear in the face. We've also cowered in a, in fright, and retreated back to safety. And yet we've come back up again and again and again to fight for what we're passionate about. Passionate about, you know, much like Captain Marvel. There's a little bit of a soft spoiler there, but go watch it anyway. It's it's done. It's over. Endgame is over. By the time I'm recording this, by the way. Anyway, we. we just like Captain Marvel, back to the point, we are brought down, we can be brought down, back to our knees, down to our knees, we get back up, back to our knees, back up, back on our knees, and get back up. And at the end of the day, what we know for sure, is that, no matter what is it, in front of us, we know we're going to rise again. And, that, and my this is my end argument, and, um, to support what Rushika is doing with her life. And for you out there who's contemplating the same thing, that's the kind of persistent, resourceful, relentless, tireless, inexhaustible person you want backing you up. Be that person. Thank you for listening. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. And from the bottom of my heart, I am grateful for everyone who has been listening at all. Um, Whatever reason it was that made you click on the listen button, I totally, totally appreciate it. And I hope always there's um, something that you can take away from it. Be sure to follow me on Instagram, on Blogspot, and um, on Facebook. If you want to connect with me, I'm always there. Thank you, and have an amazing day ahead, all right? See ya.